It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for What's Trainwreck Watching. And, of course, unless you've been hiding under a bantha somewhere in the Tatooine West Corridor, you know we are breaking down Book of Boba Fett. We are now six episodes in. Let me get my typical co-host, Casali, in here. Casali, how are we doing today, sir? Man, man, we are doing good. You know, it's it's crazy because... I would even say starting from last week. I mean, we've been having a fun time with this show so far, but uh, last week really knocked it out of the park with bringing us a familiar face that we didn't really expect. And I think it kind of added into this week, the empire to a new hope with what we got with this week's episode. It, it's insane. I'm, I'm just such, such a happy camper right now. Happy Star Wars fan, because this is what these Disney plus shows are here for to wow and surprise us all the way through. I can't wait to break this down with you. I am super happy right now. Now, Micah is migrating to the outer rim today. So we have, well, this week and much of the last month. So kudos to him for being on the episodes every week with us. With that said, we do have a special guest. And speaking of happy Star Wars fans, I have a feeling he is. Let's get him in here. It is, of course, everyone's favorite. Buffalo's bad boy. Del Reed, how are we doing today, sir? How are we feeling after this Book of Boba Fett installment? What's up, gentlemen? Um, how am I feeling? I feel like I'm going to raid on a parade a little bit. I I enjoyed it, but it was like three different shows. Like it was like a Star Wars. It was like reading a Star Wars anthology book from back in the day. Like first, I'm in. I'm hanging out with 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 uh, with a Grogu and Luke, and then Mando, or vice versa. I don't remember now. It's a blur and. Uh, then I'm I'm off on, on Tatooine. It was just it's crazy. And then like I don't know why they called it Book of Boba Fett. They should have called it like the the Book of I don't know Mando and Luke and Grogu and other things. <laughs> it's just kind of all <laughs> over the place. Not Boba Fett though. Like he got his shine like the first few episodes and like these past two episodes. It's if you know if they were doing this like if they were I'm jumping way too far ahead. I'm gonna shut up. Hey, how are you? It's okay. You're, you're exactly right. My first message to my group chat, which we all focus on, you know, Disney and Marvel stuff. I go, I realized halfway through this episode, I care way too much that the show is called Book of Boba Fett. The fact that all this awesome Star Wars shit is happening is more than good enough for me. And that's really what it is. So again, I, I totally get the vibe that you're saying, you know, Book of Boba Fett. It kind of seems out of place given the fact that the past two episodes have been, you know, 175% did Jared. Boba Fett has not said a word the last two episodes, despite being on screen uh, for this one. But I mean, come on. You got it. You can't tell me that this wasn't kind of the dream once Disney took over the Star Wars property, that we could see all these awesome personalities, all these awesome, you know, situations playing out that, you know, we always dreamed of. And has Star Wars ever felt like more of a Western than it was during that one scene we all know we're leading up to the end of this week? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, let's get into it. So I know we were a little over the place, and obviously, Dell, you're leading up there. So start us off. We know spoilers are out on, on Book of Boba Fett for Chapter 6, so if you haven't seen it, make sure you see it because the internet is going to be a buzz about this bad boy. But, Dell, what were your takeaways, I guess, from the earlier parts of the episode? I really enjoyed seeing Luke training a, a, a Padawan or just seeing Luke in general. I, I was so disappointed uh, in the way uh, his character played out in uh, the, the second uh, sequel, the second in the sequel trilogy. I was, I was, I, I did not like the way that he was a grumpy old man. He went from like whiny Luke 
in A New Hope to the Jedi and Return of the Jedi. We finally get to see him, and he's back to being whiny again. And like that, that, that whole character, like even with Yoda, like Yo, Master Yoda, the sacred texts. I don't know. I hated what they did with the kid that I always used to fight with my best friend over who got to be Luke and who got to be Han. I hated what Sometimes they did. Sometimes when I get frustrated with someone, I just yell, the sacred texts! <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even read them? Like, it's I, I, I literally comical how frustrated, downtrodden, whatever the word you want to use for it. It was, and, and nobody wanted to see that. That was the thing. It, it was an interesting iteration, but it was one nobody wanted to see of Luke in that sequel trilogy. Right, and I mean, I wanted to see him, but like, he like he was like the, he was like my hero when I was growing up. Him and Optimus Prime, right? They were like the two coolest guys when I was growing up in the eighties. And for him to come back like a punk was really disappointing. Now I get to actually see, you know, we know how Mando season two ended, and pretty much anybody over the age of like 35 40 cried at the end of that episode just getting to see luke be luke um and now i get to see him actually training running through you know the, the forest and he's got grogu on his back just like dagobah um still a jedi still a uh uh still a uh jerky jedi who doesn't believe in attachments and ruins the lives of the people that want to follow after him and everything all that jazz still doing that nonsense but um it was good i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed um seeing luke be luke like I, okay book of Boba Fett, like you said but we get to see all this cool star wars content that it, whether you know like you like you said in your group chat chat you said it doesn't matter what it's under the title of we get to actually see these things happening ahsoka tano can't i don't want to like go too far but like the stuff that we got to see like it's cool seeing it come to life and they should just have like a star wars like star wars this week's star wars they just show us stuff and they just keep telling stories and just like that's all they should, you know, they should call it star wars the disney plus series because sally thoughts would you be tuning in every week to, to star wars the disney plus series i mean you know that's what we're getting so far i i do agree with you that it is a little kind of strange and a little funny at that where you know this is the book of boba fett and the past two episodes that barely featured him, I mean, dare I say, have been the best so far. Um, but I think that's kind of what, you know, they're kind of doing with, uh, I guess, these series in itself. They announced all these, you know, future series coming out. So I do like that they, you know, they are kind of going more, you know, cinematic crossover, uh, you know, how they couldn't do with the movies because they were a little too late in the game. When, you know, everybody got used to it with the MCU and stuff like that. So I, I do kind of like the idea of it, you know, blending paths, um, you know, with, with what they're doing, especially with this episode. I mean, this episode right off the bat, like I knew we had Mando come back last week, but already getting the, you know, Luke and and, and Grogu and, and all that stuff. I was just like a kid in the candy store this morning while I was watching this episode because it was just amazing to see that. Not that I didn't know what to expect, but, you know, I, I didn't know it was going to happen this soon. I thought definitely like Mando season three, uh, mm. you know, we were going to get into that stuff, which I mean, you know, dare to say this felt like episode one of Mando season or episode two of, of Mando season three. So the fact that we're getting it this, you know, this soon is just so exciting i mean you know and and rightfully so i think uh seeing luke you know kind of becoming you know the uh the the uh <clears throat> the leader the teacher 
that you know was promised uh that we thought we were gonna get I, you know I, I didn't i'm not as big of a hater as the last jedi i think they had some cool things with it but i do i i can agree with you on that where there was it was very jolting to see uh what they decided to do with luke and and all that stuff so i think to see that you know take place within this show i think you know it rightfully fits and how he's you know you know kind of uh, taking uh, Baby Yoda under his wing as his Padawan and 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 all that stuff. So I think that I think I mean the CGI in itself too. I think not that he looked like crap, you know, in Mando season two, but I think I mean it got so much better with the way like it really looks like a young Mark Hamill. So I think all that you know in itself works. I I mean come on and have and you just, read anything on the uh, internet about that, Casali? Um, not as not as much. Um, Apparently, I mean, after uh, Mando season two, because a lot of people were upset about Mando season two, how Luke looked in that. I wasn't that upset about it. I thought he looked fine. Yeah, I, I have a very low too. standard for CGI. But if you read, there was quite a little bit of outrage out hmm. there uh, on him looking. A lot of people were happier with this iteration. I looked up, and apparently, there's a rumor that somebody after Mando season two did their own like mock-up of what they would have done for mm-hmm. editing Luke Skywalker and like that. And they said they used that guy for this. Okay. So, so, and, so, and they did buy themselves a little bit room. Um, you know, whenever Luke went to really talk, they kind of cut away or they used mm-hmm. cuts or things like that. But yeah, it was exciting. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I know we're kind of all on the same point, so I'm going to put a, a bow on it and let's see if we all agree with this. Two episodes ago, if you told me we were getting a dose of Luke Skywalker only one episode away, I think we all would have signed up for that. Yeah. For sure. Same. Mm-hmm. So it's a chapter in Book of Boba Fett. And the thing to me, guys, is Star Wars, it's all about like showing you this, you know, fantastic space in a long time, like, you know, in a galaxy far, far away. And the androids did that for me. So here's an, an interesting example. Because, Ali, I agree with what you said about Last Jedi. Last Jedi did some good things. Last Jedi tried to tie itself into the Star Wars universe by having Luke, like, milk this, like, ridiculous-looking animal and drinker, and it was the blue milk, and I get, like, the whole thing. How much more, to, to you guys, did the androids and watching them assemble what could be a potential Jedi temple feel like Star Wars versus that scene? Because to me, it was quite significant. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I think, I think um, that in itself, where, you know, as the sequels... Not only, you know, yeah, they were kind of connecting with the original trilogy, but they were trying to do their own thing at first, trying to figure out what they were really doing. The Disney size of, of Star Wars, because that, you know, was what, 2017 at this point. So I think, you know, they had a lot to kind of learn of like how they could tackle Star Wars. So to have this, you know, the androids and, and the sort of it felt like, you know, fun, classic OG trilogy Star Wars, even though this is still you know, right after Return of the Jedi. So I, I definitely agree with that, that it it feels, you know, <clears throat> that classic, you know, Lucas vibe to it with, and, you know, Dave Filoni was right behind, you know, this episode. He directed it. So to have him, obviously, you know, with what he did with, you know, the Clone Wars and, you know, all the animation stuff, you know, it definitely was in the right hands of uh, what they were trying to do. So I, I like that aspect for sure. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I know they always save the credits for the end, but you can, there's no way you can get me more hyped for an episode of Mando, 
Book of Boba Fett, anything Star Wars, than telling me Dave Filoni is yeah. the one at oh, the yeah. head of it because, mm-hmm. you know, there's just such a respect for the source material and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of source material, we get Ahsoka Tano. Del, are you a big uh, animated guy from uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, all that jazz? I'm actually not, believe it or not. Like, I've tried watched stuff. I know a lot of Star Wars, Wars fans that are diehard. They would swear they love Star Wars that have never seen those. And until recently, I hadn't seen them all. And I've tried, like, I have really tried. I've started the Clone Wars series probably five times, and I die three, four, five, six episodes in. I just can't do it. My mm-hmm. buddy Mike Sullivan at The Kick is Good on Twitter, huge Bills, or, well, Bills fan, huge Star Wars fan too. Um, he gave me a guide a while back of, like, if you want to watch, if you want to get the whole gist of everything, watch these specific episodes. He gave me a couple different arcs, and I never got through doing all that, but. Um, no, I never really, it's, it's a launch thing. No, I never really got into them. I, not for want of, not for lack of wanting to. I just couldn't, it just didn't, it could never grab me. No, I get you. My, my dad, uh, again, not to just say like, you're my dad, Del, but he's the same way. He says that the animated makes it too much of a disconnect for him. It makes him feel like it's not like real oh. or a weird vibe. Well, no, so. that's not even it though. But like, that's interrupt. Like, I, I loved the Clone Wars movie. That was good. It was a nice little compact story. I could watch animation all day long. It doesn't bother me. Just. The clone, there was just, it was dry and I just had a hard time. Maybe it, I, everybody says it started slow and that you have to like get into it. But I just, I had such a hard time and I love Star Wars. I just, I couldn't get, get into it. What about you, Casali? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm still kind of diving through myself with the animation. I mean, we live in the age of streaming shows and everything coming at you at once. So, you know, I have a lot on my plate of what I'm trying to get through. But The Clone Wars is definitely one that, you know, growing up, like, I mean, I've watched the movies, you know, front and back, you know, ever since I was a little kid. The animated stuff I haven't really, you know, delved deep into um, since recently. So I'm, I'm, I am in the process of of getting through and i i do agree with uh what you said that you know the the first couple episodes it's very episodic which obviously for star wars you know that makes sense but the way that they're kind of taking place where it's, it doesn't really have like a whole through line until probably like season two if, if that so you know i i do agree with that where it is a little it is a little jumpy at points you know because it is taking place throughout the whole you know the history of, of you know the clone wars because that happened for a long time like you know it's not you know, like attack of the clones and revenge of the sith you know it's it's a couple years apart you know there's a lot of history dive into it so obviously that but it's i think the clone wars yeah you know so but i think you know that's what's kind of cool about you know the the live action series is what they're playing with those toys you know and and they're realizing like we have you know we have these characters that are are so beloved like ahsoka tano which you know that that was i thought that was great too because ahsoka was you know was anakin's padawan and now now you know um ahsoka actually you know being in the in the same room as as his son i think is is kind of mind-blowing in itself that we ever you know who'd have thought we'd ever see that you know let alone all, all this great stuff that we're we've been getting um in the past couple of years. So, so I think, you know, they, I think that's why having Dave Filoni behind this stuff, I think is kind of like where it really sets aside of like what they're doing is right. Because, you know, he knows what he's, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's not just kind of, you know, copy and pasting. He's, he's really caring about, you know, his mm-hmm. legacy and not only just the storylines of what we grew up with and even in the, in the, in the show and whatnot too, 
but kind of respecting that. So if like if you are a fan of the series, you know, all the way through, you'll have something there. And if you only watch a couple episodes, you'll still have something. It's not like where you need to, you know, really watch and pay attention. But obviously there's going to be something for every Star Wars fan. And I think this episode proved that, you know, there was something for everybody. So mm. that was, that's what I've definitely <laughs> been loving that uh, they've been doing with these live action stuff for sure. Mm. I agree. Don't get me wrong. I, w- I would just say that if you watch the Clone Wars and the end, this was probably the heaviest laden episode. Oh, yeah. With bo- mm-hmm. And again, you're you're obviously getting, like we talked about in the opening of this What's Trainer watching recap, you're getting those training montages with Luke, montages with Luke and Grogu, which are incomprehensible that you would have been getting those like a season and a half ago or a year and a half ago uh, in Star Wars time, but you're getting them now, obviously. Um, let's shoot through uh, some of the big parts of this episode as we get to that second half and obviously the big developments towards the end of Book of Boba. We only have a couple episodes left, so obviously one, one that's one, yeah one to one one more episode with to do battle. Let's <laughs> this one. So with that said, Order sixty six flashback. I mean, this is crazy. You had Luke. Uh, it goes from cute, you know, he's forced like leaping Grogu forward. All of a sudden, he wants to kind of feel his brain. And of course, anytime someone touches someone's brain to remember their memories or something, it's almost always traumatic and it's almost always terrible. Mm-hmm. With that said, you're getting the other perspective. I'm not sure whether Grogu was was watching, you know, a section of the temple that he knew where something was happening or he was watching on a security monitor or he was actually there. But all I can take away, and, and you can see it in my reaction video to it, is that the clone troopers just look so evil. And, like, the thing is, they look like they were the good guys. Like, and then just out of nowhere, when they turned out, they looked so evil. But what would you think of that sequence? What would you think of that flashback scene for Order 66? I thought it was cool. I mean, I don't know. Like, if, if I just thought maybe he was so small. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the troopers just didn't even notice him. Maybe he was there. Because it looked like he was being protected by the, I think, the three Jedi yeah. in front of him. So maybe, I just thought it was more of a play on how small this, this, this little guy is. And maybe they just, like, didn't even see him or something. Um, but yeah, the, it was cool, and, and, and the music really kind of hinted back to um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like it really had that same kind of like feel to it. Uh, it probably was like the same, the, the, the same piece, just reworked a little bit. But um, it was that that was that was interesting. That was really you know well done. This is all mm-hmm. well done. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, Order sixty six. Like we've seen, like that's a very historic moment. You know, from you know Star Wars history uh, that was given, you know, from us obviously from the prequels, um, you know, in Revenge of the Sith. So I thought that was kind of cool that you know it was kind of you know you could see you know what was kind of set during those times. I think what's kind of cool too about you know what they've been doing with you know not only the Disney Plus stuff but even the sequel trilogy is they they do have fun you know kind of paying homage to not only the original trilogy, but the prequels, because, you know, obviously what, you know, Lucas, you know, he had the always, that was always his kind of plan to do the original six, the original three, and then the, the, the first, you know, one, two, and three later in his career. But, you know, that, that kind of got a little, you know, dodgy and, and, you know, some things kind of didn't really add up, you know, whereas now, you know, kind of plays on through where, you know, obviously we all know the the big historic moments throughout the saga so it's kind of cool to to see that come back to life um within because i know that was also a big thing i i mean i I, i'm you know i still have much to go with the clone wars but that was a big thing with you know the final season that just came out a couple uh couple months ago that you know they they kind of showcase 
that that event through you know different perspectives order 66 so to see that you know with our lovable uh baby yoda i mean again having baby yoda come back in this episode this is this was a a kasali jump out of the couch moment because you know, it's always there were about love, five to six jump out of your oh, chair so many. in this episode. But like, I, once, I know it, our, our tenor is weird because we're, we're not sure exactly what this series is doing going mm-hmm. into the but that yeah, doesn't mean absolutely. the moments weren't awesome. No, absolutely not. And that, and I mean, I I am a huge diehard Baby Yoda fan till the day I die. I love that little guy. So to see him come back. Um, just, you know, pleased my heart. Cause you know, I mean, we always question like what, what, like, when are we going to see him again? There's no way that was going to be the last time we'll see him at the end of Mando season two. And when Mando, you know, gave him to Luke at the end. Uh, so to kind of see that was just fantastic. So mm-hmm. it was cool. You know, I love that they get to play with that history because I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we still don't know too much about baby Yoda. We don't know, you know, Grogu, like, we don't know, like, what kind of species the Yoda, you know, Yodas are. We still don't know if, you know, technically he's a clone or, you know, like, there's still there's still a lot to learn about this character. So it's great that we have a lot left, you know, that obviously we'll learn a lot more, whether it's Boba Fett season two or I'm sure Mando season three. So that's really exciting. Most definitely. And hey. So Boba's got his whole team. Great scene uh, in Jabba's Palace. By the way, Jabba's Palace only feels like it has like four areas, like the prison and kitchen area, the walkway, the main like throne chamber, and then the back to area. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any other area in this palace, but whatever. We're, we're meeting in the main throne area. We got the mod squad. We got Venic Shand or Shanic Band or Venic Shand, whatever. I can't remember <laughs> her name right now. Yes, Venic Shand. Fennec, I, I, I don't know why I was it. Uh, Fennec Shand, um, Black Kersantan. I would have liked to see a little mm. bit more personality out of Black Kersantan. I think he's been kind of chill. Obviously, they're getting ready for war, and so are the Pikes. The Pikes go ahead and they blow up the sanctuary, um, the spot where you know Boba was going in to collect to check on his business. Obviously, not safe any longer. Unfortunately, R.I.P. Max Rebo not seen at location there. Um, but with mm-hmm. that said. Um, it is all about assembling troops for this war. We need ground soldiers. So Mando goes to Mos Pelgo, now known as Freetown, which, by the way, what the hell? <laughs> Since when in Star Wars does anybody call themselves a town? Yeah. It, it's how Tatooine looks big when ships approach it in these movies, and there's like four towns. And he's like, well, they don't may not come to your town, but it's a big planet or whatever. It's some line. I was like, it's like something like something's going on in Europe. It's like, oh, we should be scared. The Pikes are taking over Poland or po- taking over Germany. You know what I mean? Like, I yes, know. yes. Yeah. It's, it's not going to stop with most Pelgo. We need a, a geographical map of Tatooine. It's fr- I, I, no I do. Is Mos Pelgo next door to most side? <laughs> the other is it on the other side of the planet? I have no. I do like how no matter what, everyone agrees Moss Eisley is just like for shit and like no hope. Like, <laughs> like there's no nothing good going on in Moss Eisley. Uh, it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's seriously, right. Seriously. Um, so obviously we meet with Cobb Banty, he convinces him, and he and he just leaves the deputy being a little odd around Mando, pissing me off, obviously. And again, so this is where the animated uh series comes into play because you get this shadow walking in, the winds are swirling, Cobb Banth is out there. And it's Cad 
motherfucking Bane. Yeah. Which, if you've watched the animated series, this dude is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He has a ventilator. He doesn't need a ventilator. He has it so he can go into space and whatever he wants and it not be an issue. And the ventilator has a tube del that goes into his neck because this guy was around during the Clone Wars. And it's so the, it goes into his neck so that Jedi's can't force choke him. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Wow. That's, that's so, incredible. So it's not yeah. the student. The student is like a reverse Darth Vader. He doesn't have a ventilator so he can breathe, he has a ventilator so he can literally cheat. Mm-hmm. That is like he, dude. He 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 sold out to the job, man. Like he, good for him. Good for him. He's like this is this is. <laughs> he was like, this is the way, right? This is the way. I'm gonna fight Jedi forever. Seriously, and what a great scene! I was begging the deputy uh, in my recap. I think my recap cut off before we got to that part, but I was begging the deputy, "Do not go for the gun. Do not go for the gun." I mean, he telegraphed it. We knew that was gonna. Hey, he was hot to try. I don't. I wasn't crazy. I don't miss him. He, I yeah. don't like him. He, and someone, someone made it, someone's just, so funny. Cad Bane literally just came into that town, shot the authorities, and left. Didn't try to do anything else. Didn't, mm-hmm. like, try, like, like, that just, like, is the ultimate message. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, you know, straight Western vibe, too. I mean, that, you know, that Star Wars was always, from day one, like a space Western, yep. you know, space odyssey type kind of thing. So, to, to actually have that play out, and the way it looked, and the way that Dave Filoni directed you know that kind of scene even when you know Cobb Vanth and Cad Bane first you know laid eyes on each other and you know like you know he he's such a menacing threat I mean I I you know from what I have seen in, in Clone Wars I you know he definitely is a huge part of kind of like the evilness of the Sith or not even the Sith just kind of like you know playing his role of of kind of you know having his way in the galaxy because that's Who, what Cad they, Bane know, yeah yeah, he's he's proof that you don't yeah. need to be like some supernatural dude to be a bad guy. You're Absolutely. just a bad guy. Like that's Absolutely. Just be bad. Just be yes. bad. So I like to do bad things. To see that in the way that you know he plays out, because you know there was a bunch of rumors, you know, in the past of like, oh, is Cad Bane coming? You know, back are they going to do a live debut? So to actually see it take place makes me so excited to really mm-hmm. dive deep into this character and see what they what they do because that's just you know that's very exciting. It is gonna be exciting. Hey, we're winding down here on what's your watching. By the way, huge shout out to Dell for joining us. He's still at work, unless yeah, he has yeah. some background that's exactly like his work background. <laughs> um, so shout out to him. We got two more topics here, and they're the biggest ones, honestly, for the show. Um, so ultimately, Luke is kind of pushing uh, Grogu to the edge here, even though we saw a more relaxed, you know, comforting, encouraging Luke than we saw in Last Jedi. He's telling him, "Don't try, do," you know, and he's telling him, "Size matters not." All these nice, you know, lessons that he's learned from grandmaster yoda mm-hmm. with that said all of our dreams for a mandalorian jedi feel squandered here we can't get the foundling he has to be a padawan can you be a foundling padawan what the hell is going on here del clear it up for me i don't know again it's just the uh, jedi forcing their their way of thinking on whoever wants to uh, whoever they have the opportunity i mean these are the guys that steal babies they use the steal babies from around the galaxy and bring them to the temple and say you're not allowed to love anybody Jedi's are kind of bummy. Like the Jedi's love, like like squandering victory, like with it in their grasp. And having a Mandalorian Jedi would be like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jinjarin's already got the uh, the dark saber. That's kind of like a lightsaber, right? So I don't know, but like if he could work with Grogu and they could be, that'd be a, that'd be a great buddy cop show, buddy Jedi, the two of them. You know, think of the, the adventures they would have. But 
No, I mean... Din, Din Djarin wielding the Darksaber reminded me of myself after the Patriots game. I had had a couple too many. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's, got some, he's got some work to do. They're obviously going to develop that, though. <laughs> but, I, di- yeah, I, I died when he fell off the platform. Like, and like, I actually had a moment like of a gasp. And again, I know we're talking about last episode now, but mm-hmm. I gasped. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Is it? I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like uh, this. I don't. I feel like we didn't really need Boba Fett to be honest with you. Like, I feel like we already had this new character with a blank slate. Like, bringing back Boba Fett, like it was, mm. it, was, it was cool if he was a cameo in season two. Like, oh, cool, that's Boba Fett. Like when you see uh, uh, whatever his name is, I forget. Like he's wearing Boba Fett's armor. That was a cool callback. And then for Boba Fett to go and get it. You know, that, that was cool. I don't, I feel like we didn't need to. I feel like, you know what, they had, story. right now, before we get into this very last topic, we'll go and make the right decision. And I guess, Sally, I want your thoughts on this. I feel mm-hmm. like the first three episodes or the first four episodes pre-Mando were so good and such a solid storyline. And it was the Sarlacc and it was what people wanted to see. That they're like, well, we can't waste this. We can't like not do, you know, this you know, series for Boba Fett because they had a good core idea. But you're right. This may have played better as like the last two episodes being the first two episodes of Mando season three and the first four episodes of of this season having been maybe like a Boba. You can't do a standalone Boba movie. That's the problem, I guess. But like some kind of, you know, hour long show or something. I don't know. But you're right. I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, that I mean, hell, that was there was a lot of kind of stuff that was playing around, you know, even in the beginning, you know, uh, definitely before, you know, the whole Last Jedi controversy and the solo, you know, not making a lot of money, you know, because they were that that was whole that was all Disney's kind of way where they wanted to do a saga film and then a standalone film right in between, and there was I think on on deck there was they were working on a Boba Fett movie at the time and they had. I think I forget who it was. Oh it was, yeah, I forgot. It was about a it. guy. It was, it was, they did. You yeah, it was the guy who directed. Oh my god, Logan. It, it was um, God, I can't remember his name. But yeah, they had one, you know, on deck. I can't believe I forgot. That. And That's and then you know it got it got canned when you know Solo made no money and they reworked their kind of whole thing of what they were going to do as content and the Disney Plus was coming out, you know on the brim. So uh, that kind of turned into the Mandalorian. So I think, you know, they already had what they needed. You know, they, they reworked it, brought us a brand new character, easily the greatest, you know, the best new star Wars we've, we've had ever since, you know, you know, all, like Facts. even, you know, I mean, again, I enjoy the movies. I, I think, you know, I mean, the force awakens, you know, I think is probably the best like movie movie we've had, but like easily the best content we have with the Mandalorian. So I think, them kind of doing, you know, the whole Boba Fett. Uh oh, Rogue One. You? Oh no, no. Can we talk about Rogue One? No, we can't Rogue One's amazing. Rogue One's I like, amazing. Rogue One had a similar grittiness. To Rogue what One's you're amazing. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, what, I, what I, 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 I agree with you. With you. That yeah. I yes, love I, Rogue One. Rogue I, One, I, I think, is universally applauded. I spoke too soon. Rogue One. Rogue One is easily my favorite. Disney yeah, when they ran the Star Destroyer into the barricade, let's go. But but still no, you're absolutely Rogue One is amazing. So um, you're absolutely right. But yeah, so I think what again what they're doing with Mandalorian and now Boba Fett and all that stuff. I think 
what they're doing with these shows, I think, works. And it kind of, you know, spreads it out and, you know, gives us something to look forward to each week. And obviously, with how well Mando did. And, yeah, you know, Boba Fett has not had the greatest reviews since Mandalorian. However, now it's kicking in because, you know, we, we got our, you know, we got our characters back. We got our Mando. We got our Baby Yoda back. So I think... I think with what they're doing now works. So I'm very excited to see, you know, uh, w- what else we get. I can't wait for Obi-Wan. I can't wait for Ahsoka. I can't I wait for I thought it might have been things. Obi-Wan walking in off on the distance for a millisecond. Oh, my God. Um, I didn't even think about that. Imagine. Holy crap. That would be. I'm glad I didn't think of that either because I would have been so disappointed. Although. Well, hey. Oh, yeah. Even though I didn't watch. Well, it wouldn't make sense. Totally Obi-Wan's weird. dead. True. Oh, yeah. True. This oh, is yeah. Come on. True. I lost <laughs> my head. Okay. Sometimes I lose track of my timelines here. I get excited. Okay, but hey, signing off here on what's share watching. Give me your call. What's gonna happen on Grogu? Is he gonna go with the Mando lifestyle, or is he gonna take mm. the blue pill and decide to become a Jedi? No, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, you know, I, I, I didn't really kind of, you know, put my two cents in with the last question, but yeah, I think this is what really kind of, you know, stands the table. This was the cliffhanger we all needed because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, even though. I love what Luke is trying to do with Baby Yoda, with Grogu, because this is the Luke that we have learned about within the sequel trilogy, that he, you know, found the Jedi Temple and and raised, you know, the new, the next generation of Jedi until, you know, he he met, he trained Ben Solo and then everything went to hell. So I think (laughs) this is, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Luke that we've learned about and, and wanted to see. So I think, him, you know, getting to do it with Baby Yoda, with Grogu, which in itself, I mean, this 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 was the Empire Strikes Back reverse. You know, this was, you know, instead of Yoda, Yoda teaching Luke an Empire, it mm-hmm. was, you know, Luke teaching Baby Yoda. So I think that in itself, I think, is kind of poetry at its at its, you know, at its best, which I mean Lucas always, you know, wanted poetry, you know, enthralled with Star Wars. So that in itself works, but as far as what Grogu's decision goes, I don't know, and I think that kind of stands the test of what we're going to get within season three of Mandalorian. I really think that this is kind of leading into what we're getting, you know, whether it comes out in December. I know they're filming it right now, but I mean, it's exciting because I get it. You know, obviously, you know, this is a big deal. I mean, this is Baby Yoda. He's very powerful. He could be a great help within the Jedi Order, but at the same time, we love our, you know, two guys going through the space, you know, Mando and Baby Yoda. We love seeing them every week. So, you know, it, it who's to say? I, You know, I don't even know really what the best decision is. I think my impulse is, you know, to go with Mando, but um, that's just kind of, you know, because I just, I love Baby Yoda and I want to see him every week. But, you know, who's to say? We'll see, because I think that is really the most important decision on what's, you know, what, what's going to happen within the future of, uh, you know, these shows. Yeah. For me, I, I think the previous, you know, the two Mandalorian seasons were all about this bond between Din Djarin and Grogu and how, how difficult it was for uh, Din Djarin to actually um, let go at the end of that second season. And now he's searching for him and everything. And, Tell me when you were watching that you didn't want him to run up the hill and just like peace out to Ahsoka Tano and run up there and, and see Grogu and the whole time like Luke is giving him this option at the end. I'm like, you jerk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking, like that's my one thing, as much as I love Star Wars. I hate that the Jedi are just there's 
they're so robotic, but they're mm-hmm. not. But yeah. they're not. They're all con- every single Jedi is a contradiction to himself. You, you know, and I'm a huge nerd. I, well, I may not have seen all the Clone Wars uh, shows. I've read probably a hundred EU novels, not which are all now no longer canon. Which I, I'm still <laughs> triggered. I'm still triggered when I start talking about it. But like, um, the, the the Jedi are all contradictions. It, it's just a, a huge false life they live. But so I'm looking at Luke. they sit on the throne of lies. They sit on the <laughs> throne of lies. Yes. Are you sure? You're, are you sure you're just not mad that Mara Jade's not going to be showing up? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I was never a huge. I, I, yeah, I guess that'd be cool. I what I really miss is like there's no Jason Solo, and there's like these 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 all these characters they never even existed. Yes. Like the, the Yuuzhan Vong, like never existed. Like that drives me crazy. Mm. But, but then you have then they they start teasing in um, Thrawn. So I don't know. They're picking and choosing what they want. But anyway, so yeah, my whole thing is Grogu make the right decision, get that chainmail. That 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 Veskar armor. Put that on. Give Luke deuces. Go go find uh, your Mandalorian, you know, Papa, and go have some great adventures, and you'll be good. I think that he's gonna take the lightsaber, and Luke's gonna say, "You passed the test. You've proved that you could like be detached, and you could still have the Mandalorian armor." Contradictions again. <laughs> I, I know. Well, that's it. We're the Jedi. We're the Jedi. We do. But hey, that is what we do here on What's Trainer of Watching. Huge shout out to our panel. Of course, as always, Mr. Hollywood, Joe Casali. Joe, what do you got on tap for this weekend? Oh, it's Jackass weekend, baby. I mean, this this week is, you know, my childhood come to life with new Star Wars and new Jackass in the same week. So Jackass, Jackass, Jackass. I cannot wait for <laughs> Jackass forever this weekend. Oh, absolutely. I think we'll be able to make a cup of that. Dal, besides rewatching this episode, you got anything you're uh, targeting? Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna be snow blowing and shoveling based on the weather reports. Uh, but hey, more time, more time indoors. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I have not, nothing going on. It's, it's a weird non-football weekend coming up. Kind of not used to that, you know. Um, yeah. Gonna have to get used to it in a couple of weeks. But uh, just probably sneaking back in the office for a little bit, doing some more shipping because we're probably gonna be closed the next couple of days because of the weather. So nothing exciting to report. What a shocker. He's working. Well, hey, folks, thanks for working and following along with us. Make sure you're following on Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere where you can get them, Instagram, MySpace, because we got our panel. We got Mr. Jo- Joe Hollywood, Joe Casali. Shout out Mr. Casali Mike, Files. Jake Micah. We hope he's doing okay out there on the outer rim. And a huge shout out to Del Reed for joining us. Make sure you check out 26 Shirts. You've probably heard of it unless you've been being digested in the Sarlacc over a 1,000 years but we wouldn't want that for you folks because here on what's train arc watching it's not about next week's plans it's not about tomorrow's snowstorm it's about next week's, week's episode, episode. <laughs>